0: Hey, hey, friends, happy Monday. You are in for such a treat today because we have a guest on the podcast. Her name is Paola Sorez. I'm so excited for you to meet her. And this is really special because this is the first podcast guest that I've had on the show since we've done our rebrand. Uh, some of you know, some of you may not know, but we actually used to be called the Zero to Full-Time Christian Entrepreneur podcast. That's a mouthful. And obviously now it's the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast, and you could not be in for a better treat. Like, like We could not have picked a more perfect guest, first-time guest, uh, for after the rebrand, Paola Herself is a podcaster and she's the host and creator of the podcast, But First, She Failed, which is a top 50 Apple podcast in the entrepreneurship category. So again, you're in for such a treat. The But First, She Failed podcast is the first and only podcast that really focuses on speaking to trailblazing and inspiring women about their moments of Failure. Yes, 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 yes. Failure and how those moments of failure propelled them to where they are today, which is such an important topic because I think a lot of us get, uh, we, we forget, we, we forget that success and the journey to success is not this perfect straight line. There's bumps in the road, there's hiccups, there, there's, there's moments of failure that all go into play and are all part of the journey to success. And Paola is also a former journalist and national news producer, and she's had stories appear on Univision, Telemundo, and ABC News among others. Others, which is so exciting, super awesome to have her on the show. And now she is taking her passion of storytelling and helping women redefine failure while also gaining clarity and confidence when it comes to not only their careers, but their businesses as well. Paula is a Chicago girl, so woohoo, another Midwest woman on the show. And she now lives in Miami with her husband and her very active little boy, So she definitely understands what it's like to balance entrepreneurship and motherhood. And today, what she has for you is four steps to overcome the fear of failure so that you can start your online business. Without further ado, here's Paola. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife and a soon to be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay at home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail, but then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home, and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. Hello, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. I'm so excited
1: to have you here. Welcome. Yay. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on today.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, you are a wealth of knowledge and I'm so excited to just share everything that you have to share with the audience. You guys, Paola is the host and creator of the, but first she failed podcast. She is a trailblazer. She is an amazing woman, but I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself to you guys (laughs) and share just some of her accolades. What makes Paola, Paola. um, go ahead and take the floor.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So a little bit about me, I am a former national news journalist, a uh, uh, national news producer. So I worked in um, national news uh, with a kind of something, some, I guess you can think of if you think of 2020 and a show similar to 2020, but in Spanish on Univision, I was a producer. I've worked with Telemundo. I've worked with uh, ABC news. So I've worked uh, with different um, within that industry quite a bit doing national news. And that is my background. I'm, I love storytelling. I'm a passionate journalist. Um, but yeah, I am the the host of but for she failed a podcast it is the one and um it's the only podcast that focuses on speaking to trailblazing women about their moments of failure and how those moments propel them to where they are today so i just love kind of destigmatizing this whole idea of failure and you know inspiring women to you know do the thing that's on their heart and live out these bold dreams and just be the woman that God has called them to be you know so um so I love I love it there you can find me on the podcast and I just I honestly am I'm so passionate about uh, about this work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to everybody listening, I will put all of Paolo's information down in the show notes so you can go check out her podcast, check out her website and really connect with her. Um I really encourage you to spend the time listening to her episodes. I have I've been listening and <laughs> she just is again a wealth of knowledge and wisdom, especially when it comes to the conversation around failure, which in specifically you know my listeners yeah. are are building online businesses and yeah. they are entrepreneurs and, and they're getting ready to start this business yeah. for the very first time and what i see oftentimes being the thing that holds Women back from either starting the business in the first place or they started, but then they they kind of get in their own head and they 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 get stuck, if you will, yes. is this fear of failure. So I as soon as I saw Paolo's <laughs> podcast, I knew that I needed to have her on the show. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. We'll get to the practicals. Paolo's gonna break down, you know, some practical ways for us to overcome our feeler fear of failure. But first, Paolo, I'd love to have you share a little bit of your story about how you came to help other women overcome the fear of failure.
1: Yeah, of course. So, you know, this story is really birthed from my own struggle struggles, right? I think that it happens so often, right? That the things that we go through, God uses it later, right? And he restores it and he um, uses it for others, right? And so my story is that, you know, I went to college. I, I wanted to be a journalist since I can remember, since I was like 12 years old, right? And I went to college, I studied that. And then God opened these amazing doors. Like I, I'm from Chicago. And I, like, ever since I was a little girl, when you are, I'm Latina and you grew up seeing... Univision and the anchor women on different shows. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I had a dream. I was like, one day I want to move to Miami and, you know, work at Univision and be a reporter and be on TV and national news and all that. Right. And then after college, God just made a way, he literally opened doors. I can't, it had to be God. Cause there's no other way that, uh, these connections were made. And just that I, I had this opportunity to interview for this role with this show at Univision right out of college. And I ended up moving across the country, 24 years old. And it was, you know, going to my dream job and my dream industry, you know, my foot in the door and my dream company. And, you know, the sky seemed like the limit, like it just seemed incredible. Right. And I did get to work in news for many years, um, for about five years. Right. I worked in national news and I got to meet all these celebrities and, you know, do these in-depth profile pieces and, you know, work with some of the best names in the industry and just really get into the behind the scenes of it all. right? And I was living out my dream, right? I was like, this is it. Like things are just going to go up from here and all that. And I ended up as, you know, a few years in, I ended up taking an opportunity with a new startup company, right? So you know, the startup world is a little volatile, but this is back a few years ago when it seemed more like everything was a startup. Uber was a startup. Everything was a startup back then, you know? And so I went to this news startup and, you know, a year after it was great, you know, but a year after I got there, you know, and it my something in my spirit told me like, this is not a line the show that you're on all the things, right? Well, it just so happened that I know this is part of my God story now, but a year after I got there, I was let go from a position. Right. And for me, it was just devastating, right? I, I say this often that for me, it wasn't that I feel I didn't feel like I failed. I felt like a failure, right? I I, I personally, like I took it so so internally, right? Like I was like, oh my gosh, like I had already been struggling with uh, you know imposter syndrome and and feeling not worthy, you're not good enough to be in these rooms with these you know you, CEOs of these major companies or these celebrities or just the top of the top of people in my industry, and I was dealing with a lot of that already, right? I had this crippling imposter syndrome. And when this happened, I, like I said, I felt like, failure. Right. And I did all the wrong things instead of, you know, kind of taking a little bit of time to just, you know, mourn it and move on and get back up and get back in there and, you know, talk to other people in my industry and, and, you know, do coffee dates and all that. Cause I had a good reputation. I had been working in it for many years and I had a big contact list and just so many people. But at the time I, I, instead I felt shame, right. Instead I felt like, oh my God, I was fired. I'm not good enough. See, this is what I, you know, that, you know, these lies were in my mind. Right. And I was, I believed, them right, I was like, see, you weren't good enough. They figured figured out you weren't good enough, and that's why you were like, go, and all these lies. And honestly, like I said, I I started feeling shame around that. I started feeling like I was a failure, and what it led to was it led to many years of me kind of running away from my calling, if you will. Right, for many years, I was trying to be someone else and do something else, not work in journalism, not work in anything related to storytelling or anything related to what I love doing, right? I started working in these different industries and and God uses everything, right? I know in every job and role outside of my field that I took, I know that God you know, taught me something that I needed to learn in that season, right? But it lasted for many years. It lasted, I, I wish I could say it lasted for a few weeks or a few months or maybe a year. Right. But no, in my case, it lasted for many years for, you know, for, for many years where I I was feeling like a failure. Right. And I was feeling shameful around what had happened. And I was just feeling like, see all those other women that you look up to those anchors, those celebrities, they all have it together and you don't, you're a hot mess. You don't have it together and all these lies. Right. And it wasn't until a few years into this journey, you know, God was working on me through it out throughout it all. Right. And I was learning, I was growing and, and God was, you know, revealing to me like a, your identity isn't found in what you do, you know, your identity is found in me. Right. So it's not, you know, I'm not worthy because in the past I had thought I was worthy because I went to a great university or, you know, I had this job or this title or what was on my business card. Right. And I was finding value in all the wrong things and, you know, throughout, throughout God kind of revealing and stripping things away from me and kind of healing my heart and just giving me a different perspective and all that, you know, one of the things that I realized was that, oh my God, I looked back and all these women, I started, you know, I started indulging in like, different autobiographies and reading about different women and being inspired and, you know, and different things. And this is part of, I'll get into that later, but about um, how to overcome failure. And one of the things that I realized was like, oh my God, all these women that I look up to, they've all had moments of failure, like quote unquote failure. Right. But we don't talk about it. You know, when you go into the biography, like Oprah or, you know, uh, Sarah Blakely or, whoever, you know, whoever the, the, the boss woman is, you read into their story deep. Like if you read their book, you'll see that there were a lot of challenges. Right. But for some reason, we just see the highlight reels. We just see the, you know, the mountaintop moments. And when I saw that, I was like, it's, I started realizing, I'm like, oh my gosh, all these women that I looked up to that I was comparing myself to. And, you know, in my industry and outside of my industry that I thought like, maybe I wasn't good enough because they're perfect and I'm not, and all the things I started realizing, no, like they also had moments of quote unquote failure. Right. Like they also had struggles and things that they had to overcome. Right. And I think when I had that revelation that it's just a part of the journey towards success and purpose, like you're going to have moments of, like I say, quote unquote failure, because I really don't believe that you actually fail. I really believe that you either win or you learn. It's not win or lose. Right. Well, and mm-hmm. You know, right. but um, but, you know, when I had that revelation, I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is such a disservice. Like we what are we telling these young women? You know, what are we telling? other women that we always have to like, it's, I, I, we just talk about like the mountaintop moments, but we don't talk about the full journey and that's such a disservice. Right. And really from there is, you know, it's, it, you know, as the journey continued, I, you know, I, I really felt that God told me to start this podcast and I started the podcast. And when I started the podcast, I felt like this is God was like, this is what you need to talk about. You need to destigmatize this whole idea of failure. And that's really where the podcast was birthed. And then, um, you know, thankfully, you know, had a lot of um, success kind of right out the gate. Cause I think it really resonated with a lot of people, right? I think this is something very universal, but we just aren't talking about it, you know? And that's kind of where this whole idea of the podcast came from and and why I felt so led to talk about this topic.
0: That is such a powerful story. (laughs) And ladies, if you're listening to this, you may have to pause, rewind, and and (laughs) re-listen to the goodness that Paola just shared Um, Thank you for sharing that. And it's also a couple of things I wanted to point out that you just said. Number first thing is I love how you separate failure as it is like an event that happens. It is not an identity. It is something that occurred, but not who you are. You are not a failure just because you failed at something or you, you know, like you said, quote unquote failed, you learned um, in a certain experience that maybe didn't pan out the way that you expected it. Right. And instead of looking at failure as something that only happens to you rather look, but realize that, you know, we're seeing the highlight reel, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's on, you know, the, the magazine covers or whatever right. it is and recognize right. that like learning quote or quote unquote, quote unquote failure is an ingredient to the baking process of success. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so expect it to happen. Yeah. You know, we can't show up whether it's in our businesses or in our careers or in our motherhood or whatever it is, and expect there to be perfection all the time because, A, we're not Jesus. There's only one human on this planet that has never experienced failure. And if we're setting ourselves up to, to believe that failure is not going to happen or quote unquote, shouldn't happen, or, or it's bad that it happens, then we're setting ourselves up for a letdown because we're all human beings experiencing a human experience. And there's like 7.96 billion of us welcome to the club. Everybody's in good company. Um, but I love how you really bring a conversation of like normalizing the, the road bumps Right. Right. I love that. So where do you
1: believe that the fear of failure comes from? Oh, that's a great question. I think, I mean, I think there's so many responses to that. I think one of the main reasons though, I think is in that why I really wanted to normalize this conversation around failures. I think that society makes us think that everything is like you have to win, you have to win, 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 win. It's win or lose. Right. And that's why I, I mentioned that I really, once I, 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 years ago, I went to a conference, right. It was actually a Christian conference uh, for like business leaders. And I remember one of the authors said that, like that he had learned that I, in life, you either win or you learn. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so profound. That was probably one of those moments along that journey that really helped me, you know, because I think it's really, we're ingrained like society as we grow up, we're like, you either win or you lose. So you got to win. Right. It's like, we're told like you have to win, you have to win. And we don't really, you know, it's there's not a lot of grace given for those moments, right? Those moments of failure. It's like we, it's kind of seen as a shameful thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in the past it has been seen, right? Like it's like, okay, you you got, you know, fired from a job. And and that's something I even talk about in my first episode, that, that word fired I it's a harsh word, right? But for me, it took me seven years to be able to say that word. I would be like, Oh, it was laid out. And technically I was, I was technically let go. Like I wasn't, you know, that the, comp- that the department closed, it was like, I was specifically let go, right? So I was, quote, I was fired, you know, but it took me seven years to say that word. I couldn't even, I, the day before I recorded the, the first episode of the podcast, I was struggling with it. And I felt like, I don't know. It was funny. I felt like God told me like, you were fired and that's okay, you know? And I was like, why for seven years did I not have clarity around that word or not be, why was I not able to say that word, right? And so I talk about it on the episode that this is the first time in seven years that I'm able to say this this phrase. And sometimes I even still like, you know, skip around it, right? And so I think it's just something that we're, we're just kind of trained or brought up to see as like, no, like it's not, you know, we, we don't talk about this, right? Like you're, you know, we only talk about the great moments. We don't talk about the difficult struggles. We don't share, we don't, we aren't really taught to be vulnerable, right? We're not taught to be vulnerable and to kind of share our story and to help other people. I think just society in general general, it's kind of like, let's just talk about those moments. And I think that's part of the reason why this, um, this fear of failing comes about, right. Because we feel like it's something that, oh my God, if I do this, like I'm in this class of group, this class of, you know, of people that fail and all those other people are champions. Right. I think that's part of the reason I think it's rooted in, you know, it's, you know, they say fear, failure, you know, fear, failure, it's, it's, it's a fear. Right. And it's like, that's not of God. Right. We're given, you know, a sound mind and, you know, that should, and a spirit of peace. And so we're not, we shouldn't have that spirit of fear. Right. So I think, that is, um, that's not something that God wants for us. He doesn't want us to have this fear of failure, right? Because when we have this fear of failure, like to your point earlier, when you, um, you know, mentioned that thing that, so many women, you know, are stopped from going out for what they're, from what they're called to do from starting, you know, that business or that online business that they want to start, or, you know, um, taking that next, going to that next level of their business because they're scared of failing. Right. And they just want to play it safe. Right. But it's like, there's so much danger in paying, playing it safe because we can miss out on everything that God's calling us to do. Right. So I think there's, there's so many places that this comes from. I think it comes from, you know, insecurities as well it comes from the lie of the, enemy. I kind of like alluded to it earlier, but I think a lot of times we have these lies in our minds, like, right. Like we're not worthy. We're not good enough. We're not, we have these things playing over and over in our mind that maybe there's something that, you know, Maybe something happened to us in our childhood, right? I, a few weeks ago, I talked about limiting beliefs on the podcast and it's like a lot of these limiting beliefs that we have in our mind, we don't even know that they're there, right? They're taking up inventory in our mind. And we don't even know that we have these limiting beliefs that are stopping us from stepping out into something great that we're called to do, right? And a lot of times these limiting beliefs, when you really, really drill down and, and, and really get to the root of it, it's something that happened in our childhood that led us to believe some sort of a lie, right? And these things limit us as adults and we don't even know. Notice it, right? So I think there's just so many root causes. It's kind of like like you said, it's like uh baking. There's so many ingredients that go into it, right? Into that develop this like fear of failure, right? That we can kind of point to. But so it's like um, you know, a bunch of different things that I think cause this.
0: That's so good and so true. Uh, you know, one thing that I wanted to that as you were speaking and you were talking about, you know, fear of failure, specifically for the women listening to this podcast, you know, it can keep you from from your calling. It can keep you from starting the business that, that God told you to start. And you know, deep down that he's calling you to step out on that ledge, but out of um, a fear of failure and rather wanting to play it safe. Sometimes we can either delay stepping Mm -hmm. out or just cancel it all together. And yeah. it reminded me of, um, a quick conversation. Um, I want to highlight you, but this, it just popped up in my mind and I because okay, it's like, okay, I need to share this. I was having a conversation with my brother one day and we were sitting out on the back porch and he said, you know, Cam, what happens, you know, how we all have this meeting with God, like when we, you know, die and, and we, we all meet Jesus face to face. And he said, what if, when we're sitting down with God, what if it's like, and nobody knows, I mean, everybody, nobody's come back and told us what it's actually like, but he's like, what if we are sitting at this table and all of a sudden God pushes this piece of paper across the table and on it was everything that he had called you to do or called you to accomplish in your life. And what if you look at that piece of paper and almost none of it, is crossed off. And like, he brings mm-hmm. out the version of you that, that he called you to be. And it's like looking at, it's looking at you, but, but it's nothing like how you lived because yeah. we were afraid to step out. Yeah. And, and it's not that, you know, it's not that you aren't worthy if, if you don't check off these boxes. No, not at all. But I, I think my biggest fear is not accomplishing the things that the Lord's set out for me to accomplish. Yeah. And I, of course, experienced fear. Like my poor husband talks me <laughs> through this all <laughs> the yeah. but I don't know. I just, like that rings true in my head so much. Like at the end of my life, when I had my meeting with Jesus, I want to be able to like, look at him and be like, I, I tried, I stepped out on that ledge and it wasn't perfect. It was, sometimes it was a hot mess express, but yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't say no to the calling and so that was just popped up in right. my mind as just kind of like a little picture if you will of of the Lord really calling us to do things and, and are we going to say yes, or, um, uh, you know, for whatever reason
1: like allow fear to kind of control that that narrative. Right. Right. And I think we also run, I just want to add to that, that I think we also, in addition, run the risk of getting to a place because I've been there where you get, you start getting jaded, you start getting kind of bitter, right? Like if God called you to, you know, start a YouTube channel, you know, or start a podcast, for example, and it's like the years go by and you didn't do it, you start getting frustrated. You know what I mean? Like when you really are like, no, no running like God told you to do that thing a long time ago. And then you start seeing other people living out their purpose. And when you start getting into the mundane, you know, working you know, a job that maybe you don't love and just doing kind of like the nine to five and just doing the things and doing things for other people and not living out like, cause something inside of you knows, right? I feel like there's like this little alarm that goes off inside of you. For example, at least in my life, I know that in seasons when I've been working with something that's not aligned with who I'm called to be or I'm doing, I'm not working on what, you know, I'm not becoming the person that God has told me to be. I know there's like this little like internal, like, I feel like it's like this little alarm that goes like, raw, raw, raw. like reroute, reroute, reroute power. Yeah, you like, (laughs) happy you know and it's like you're you're this is not where you're supposed to be and you start feeling so like mundane like it starts the days start feeling like they go by slowly you start feeling frustrated you start just feeling like oh my gosh, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what is what, you know, and, and it's such a frustrating feeling and you run the risk of bitterness. And, and even, you know, for mamas, I've mentioned this before that even as mothers, like, it's really important that we show up a, because I have been a wife where it's like my, and my poor husband knows, like there've been seasons in those, you know, in the, the season that I went through when it's like, when I wasn't doing what I was called to do, and I was just working, doing something that had nothing to do with it. And, you know, cause it's, it's totally fine for you to have a nine to five job that is not not like the thing that God's calling you to do, that's totally fine that you build it as a side hustle or whatever, however, God, God gives you those instructions, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But the the risk is when you're not, you're not touching that thing that God told you to do, right. Mm -hmm. When you're just doing a nine to five and God's like, Hey, I needed you to start that podcast or, Hey, I needed you to start that online business or, Hey, I needed you to do that thing because you're going to help women in this area. You're going to help all these mothers or these people in this, in this space. And I'm called, and this is what I've you know this is part of you know what I'm calling you to do and I think like like I mentioned my poor husband he, believe me there there were seasons where it's like he's like why are you so like frustrated and annoyed and it's like I couldn't really put into words what it was but it was that right it's like I was doing like all the other things for everyone else but it wasn't doing what like I needed to do what God was calling me to do what something inside of me was like you're not, you know, you're not working on that thing and it makes you feel kind of like not alive, you know? Right. And so I think there's like this risk that we run. It's like almost dangerous, right? It's like almost, I got to a place where I'm like, the pain was so much on the other side. Like I, it was so painful to stay there where I was that it's like, almost like if a year from now you are still in this place and then another year, like that is so much more painful than the other side of it, right? Like then being, then then taking that risk and the fear of failure and the fear of being humiliated. You know, in my case, that's what I was thinking. Like, oh my God, am I going to be, you know, um, humiliated when I step out and do the thing that I feel very passionate about? Is no one going to care? Am I not going to help anybody? Am I not going to, you know, um, is this not going to resonate with anybody? Is this just something that's in my head? All those things became smaller in comparison to the pain of seeing where I was, you know? And so I think there's just such a, um you know, there, there's this like, uh, you know, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it's just like this danger zone. Right. And it's like, do you want to stay in this danger zone? Do you want to be the same version, like uh, the same version of yourself a year from now that you are right now? or do you want, things could be so much different. If you just took out, took that step, if you just took that thing, it started with the thing that God told you to do. Your life could be completely different in a year and maybe it won't be, but guess what? What about in five years and 10 years on the road, right? Right. Your life could look completely different. God, God's plans are so much bigger than anything we can think, ask or imagine, you know, they're so much bigger and grandiose than our plans. Right. So it's like, you don't even know what God has in store for you. Right. But it's like, it's I know it's a very scary thing to take that step, but sometimes the danger zone is just, it's so much more painful to stay there than to take that step, you know? Oh, exactly. I, I, and that exact moment,
0: I remember that moment, like the day that I (laughs) like decided basically, or that really had like this, this, this monumental moment in my life that I was going to start this business. And one of the driving factors was that exactly like 12 months from now, I'm, I refuse to be in this exact same position. I may not be a hundred steps ahead, yeah, but I will not be in this spot. Yeah. One yeah. year from now. And that is so profound and a deep question that we really do have to ask ourselves. And sometimes it takes hard conversations. Sometimes it takes hard seasons for us to look in the mirror and have those honest conversations, but I think that they can be groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and just a moment that we will look back on in our life. of that was the moment, or that was a one of many moments in which yeah. was a turning point for me. Yeah. So I think that that is, that's so good. So Paulo, can you give us three practical ways or, or action steps or tips, if you will, to help us overcome our fear of failure um, so that women on, that listening can, can go out and take action on starting the business that they know they're called to, but are maybe afraid to step out and start.
1: Yeah. So I actually have, um, kind of like four steps actually. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll share them kind of quickly, but so, you know, I, you know, I really kind of thought through my process and like what I went through in different seasons and like how I was able to, you know, overcome it. And it really came, it comes down to like, I think the most important thing to start off with is like, step one is like, it's really like this place of like forgiveness and reflection. Right. And what do I mean by that? Like, I think it's really important then when, cause there's a lot of pain, especially in the beginning, whether it is a failed, You know, marriage and, you know, things didn't go the way that you thought the partner didn't do, you know, what you thought, you know, your husband, it it didn't work out the way you thought, right? Mm -hmm. Or a, a job or a business didn't do as well as you thought or whatever the case is, whatever that thing that you're dealing with in your heart. It's, it's really important that we a first, you know, come to God with it. And we ask God, like, God, help me forgive the people involved in this, right? Like help me forgive that, you know, that person that, you know, that boss that maybe I feel like they treated me unfairly and they let me go or that business partner that wasn't there when I, you know, I needed them to be, or they didn't show up the way that I needed them to show up or wh- whoever that is. Because a lot of times there's a lot of unforgiveness there, right? There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt in these moments. Sometimes it's like, we have to forgive ourselves. You know, sometimes we're like, like. like, okay, God, help me forgive myself. Like, what could I have done better, right? And that's where the reflection piece comes into it, right? Where it's like, okay, God, let me, help me reflect. Like, you take some time to really think about, like, what could I have done better in that moment, right? Like, in my case, like, what could I have done better? Like, yes, there were, you know, um, you know, issues with the politics of the place that I worked at and all these things and like, uh, you know, leadership and all these other things, but w- what role did I play in that? Right? Like, could I have, what could I have done better? What could I have done with more of a spirit of excellence? What can I take and learn from that the next time there's a situation like this, that I can do it better. Right. Was I, you know, was my character in line was, were there, you know, um, maybe I could have gotten to work a little bit or, you know, earlier, or what are the things like discipline wise, what are the things that I need to grow? in as a person. Right. So really taking that time to reflect, because also in all these situations, there's, it's always a two, two way street, right? There are things like as a business owner, what could I have done better? Right. Like, what can I do better the second time around the next time around? What can I learn from this? Right. So it's really kind of like a pro this process of like forgiveness and mm-hmm. reflection. Right. Yeah. Another, yeah. Can I just interject? Yeah. Yeah. In
0: there? Um, I, that's so true. And I love that you started with forgiveness and really reflecting back objectively on you know what happened and what can i learn from this and one little thing i'll add here is that i think that this is a prime moment where the enemy will use this to try and condemn you yeah. and make you feel shameful where the holy spirit is asking you to look back from a conviction standpoint which is very different Than feeling shame about what happened, you know, what, for whatever role we played or somebody else played, you know, when we, when we look back on something and at least for me, sometimes I I hesitate to look back because I'll be like, Oh, I don't want to stay there. I don't want to be boggled down, but really the Holy spirit, like a conviction of like, Hey, that didn't go the way we planned is more like a lifting, like lifting you out of whatever that was and setting you on holy ground where the enemy is, is, is trying to, to make you feel boggled down or shamed or trampled. And so if you are looking back on, you know, whatever event or, or the business plan or the marriage, whatever it is that didn't pan out the way you thought, and you're feeling shame, recognize that that's not God. Right. And that's not the feeling that um, the Lord is calling you to feel. He's wanting you to look back objectively to learn, but not feel shamed and boggled down. So that was so good. I love that first point. This is I can't yeah. wait for the next
1: three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so and then uh point uh one thing that I'll add to that last one is that I think a lot of times too we as humans I think it's uncomfortable. This first step mm-hmm. is really uncomfortable. That's why I am like it's number one, it's foundational because a lot of times we'll just try to skip that step and we'll try to go to the next one which is like okay, I'm just going to start uh you know, the next few steps and that's it. Like I'm going to get closer to it, but it's like no. Honestly, if you don't take the time even though it's really uncomfortable, it doesn't feel good, it's probably going to you know, cause you to cry a lot and being your prayer closet and like, you know, crying a a lot and just really getting it out. It's not comfortable, but it's really foundational because if you don't have that, then it's kind of like shaky ground to do the next ones on, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, and at some point later on, I believe that's going to bubble up and those feelings are going to come to the surface. Right. So it's really important that you kind of start with this, even though you want to skip over it. I know it doesn't seem like the sexy step, you know, but it's really important that we, you know, start with that. And then from there, we move on to renewing your mind and, you know, and community. Right. And what is renewing your mind and community. So I, you know, this is really important. This is where you're like in the word and just kind of like making sure that you are renewing your mind daily, right? Because in the, you're in a really, really vulnerable state, right? When you are overcoming something that it can be, you know, you can feel like it's a traumatic experience. It can be something that really like hits you from left field. And you're like, what this just shook and made my, shook my world. And like, everything is completely different, maybe, you know, and it's really important that when you're in this vulnerable place that You be careful about the things you consume, right? Like, what are you consuming? Like, I remember in that season, I was so vulnerable that I was really listening to sermons every single day. I had my podcast on and I would be listening to like Joel Osteen and like Joyce Meyer and Transfer, I don't think Transformation Church back then, but uh, Elevation Church, you know, and my church, like Voo Church. And like, I was listening to like sermons all the time and I was making sure to, you know, to listen to also be inspired, right? Like, so it's like really important that you, you know, make sure that you are closing yourself off to like, you know, maybe shows that put you in a bad place emotionally. Like maybe now is not the time to catch up on Sopranos, you know, like all times <laughs> Sopranos, yeah. you know, like maybe sure. now is the time to be a really intention about like at night, I'm just going to watch sermons or I'm just going to be listening to podcasts that add value to me. Right. And with that inspiration, right. With, um, actually that's the next one I'm getting ahead of myself. I get so excited, but like with the being careful about what you're, um, you know, kind of how you're managing managing your, the things that you're consuming in your mind and renewing your mind daily. It's also important that your community is there. And what I mean by that, it's like, who are the people that are around you? Because if you are having conversations with people that are maybe, you know, negative, or, if, or they don't believe in your dreams, or they're just going to be kind of condemning you because people can do that as well. People can be like mm-hmm. be downers and not, you know, not really excited about your dreams. It's, you gotta be really intentional about who you spend your time with when you're in this vulnerable state, right? Who are you going to surround yourself with? you know, I was really intentional, like surrounding myself with women, you know, my friends from church and like women that spoke life over this, or like people that spoke life, like my husband or whoever the, you know, whoever the people are that are going to speak life over you and encourage you and say, you have so much more ahead of you. You were made for this, this, you know, and really, you know, speak to the situation. I think it's really important that you are very, very careful with your community, because that is also part of like renewing your mind. You can let not the best thoughts in, not the best ideas Mm -hmm. in, and that's really, really important. And so right. that is the second part of like, it's kind of like more of a protection, right? You're being really protective of your mind in this moment because of how vulnerable you are, you know, right. and, uh, um, not everybody was in the board meeting with God and he gave you the right, dream, right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've heard it. Like they gave you the dream, not someone else the dream. Right. So you don't have to tell everyone your dream. You have to be very careful about who you tell your dreams to in this moment. And if you, even if you don't have a dream yet, and you're just like hurting from the last thing that happened or that last moment, you don't know what's to come it's really important that you, you know, are with people that are just going to encourage you and tell you that, you know, whatever's ahead of you, it's great. And you're still great. Like no matter what the situation is, you know, you are loved, you're worthy, all those things. It's really important, Mm -hmm. you know, and the next step I kind of, uh, kind of alluded to it, but the next one is dreaming and inspiration. Right. And I think a lot of times when we're, you know, we're so stuck on that thing that we, you know, quote unquote failed at. And sometimes we don't see the future. We don't see like, God, what is my life going to look like if it's not in this, in this job or in this dream company, or what is my life going to look like if it's not like, like to, you know, the example that I used earlier in this, this marriage or, or, or whatever the case is sometimes like, it's so hard to start dreaming. Right. But in that, you know, I would encourage you to ask God, ask God to say, Hey, like God, what, what's give me vision, give me a new, you know, dream, give me inspiration. And that's why it's important to, you know, start listening to, you know, kind of exploring content. Like for example, I started listening to podcasts in that season. And uh, that's when I came across Jenna Kutcher. I don't know. Um, you know, if you're familiar yeah, with Jenna Kutcher yeah. from, the gold digger and she was one of the people that really inspired me because man i heard i saw her i listened i started listening to her podcast and i was like oh my gosh like i love what she does and i started kind of seeing her life and like how she lives her life and like i just started getting a new revelation of what could be like what my life could be like like my whole life i had always dreamt of being a news reporter right that's all i wanted to be be in you know work for NBC or ABC and just be, it be a news reporter. And that's all I saw. Right. And then when I started seeing Jenna Kutcher and what she had done with her podcast and how she was inspiring women and all the things she was doing, I was like, oh my gosh, I started catching a new revelation of what God could do with my life. Right. And with that, and then, you know, again, with community surrounding yourself with, I surrounded myself with, you know, my husband's an entrepreneur, had different friends that were entrepreneurs and just seeing the flexibility that they had in their life. And I was so inspired, right. Instead of working corporate, I had always been a corporate person. Right. So finally, like seeing like what the, an entrepreneurial life look like, like the flexibility. And I just started getting, you know, new inspiration, new dreams. And I encourage anyone listening to do that. If you're in this season, start listening to, you know, maybe someone has, a, you know, uh, is working in something that you think is pretty cool. Just start consuming different content, um, you know, different podcasts and different things that inspire you and kind of interest you, right? Because you'll never know, maybe you'll catch a revelation for a different career, maybe something you didn't even know existed, right? And so I think it's really important that you start getting this, um, you know, getting inspired, Right. I think that's dreaming and getting inspired is the next step. And uh, the last step is really taking action and serving. And what do I mean by that? It's again, it's a lot of times it's scary to take that first step, right? It's scary to go out and do that thing. But now, once you have like an inspiration and a new vision for your life, it's really important that you take action and that you're serving other people, right? This can, a lot of times, it's like your why has to, not a lot of times, all the time. If you're going to do something that's really, that's going to, that's going to be, built to last, it's really got to be something that you understand the why behind it. Who are you serving? So figure out, you know, get clarity around like, who are you serving? Who are you called to serve? Who do you feel passionate about helping? Right. Because when you know, like who you're serving, a lot of times it's going to, that's going to be so much stronger than, for example, like last night, for example, I was up until like one in the morning putting together today's episode for the podcast. And why? Because of the women that I served, I really feel so passionately about what I'm doing. Right. But if it was just about me and about Paola's, you know, my career and. what I'm doing you know what, it probably the first time I had a late night or had to pull them, you know, stay up late doing the podcast or doing or was inconvenienced with it, maybe I would have dropped it because honestly, my why wasn't big enough, right? It wasn't outside of me. I wasn't serving other people with that why, right? It wasn't bigger than just me and my life and my family's life, right? So I think it's really important that once you get the inspiration going, you're, you're dreaming, you kind of have a new vision for what's to come, then it's important that you really figure out who you're serving and why you're serving them so that your why will be able to sustain you in those difficult moments, and then you start taking action. You just start with it, right? You just have to do it. You know, done is better than perfect, and I love that. One of my mentors always says that, and I'm like, that's so true. Done is better than perfect. So just take a step, and when you start, it may it's not going to be perfect, and know that, right? This is all like with the whole overcoming failure and kind of destigmatizing and normalizing this idea that you just got to go. Like you said earlier, even if you're a hot mess when you go, guess what? If it's a podcast, you're going to start episode one is isn't going to be great, but episode 500 will you know, and that's what you got to do with whatever you're doing with your business. When you're launching that online business, like maybe when you start it, you're kind of rocky, you don't know what you're doing, but guess what? Three years down the line, when you're doing that, and maybe you change your offer, maybe you're doing something, uh, you know, you kind of pivoted a little bit. It's going to be perfectly aligned. It's going to be great. So just start wherever you're at. It's, but it's so important that you take action because you don't want to fall into analysis paralysis and not do anything. And then Mm -hmm. the cycle continues and it lingers, right? So those are kind of the four, um, four steps that I would uh, you know suggest to anyone that's trying to overcome a moment of failure
0: oh, that's so good that's so good and you know the with, with the last one that you were saying you know take action and know like why you're here why you're doing this in the heart of service one thing that I wanted to that made me think of that is you know when God put, called you to do the thing what whatever that thing is whether it's a podcast a business or whatever it is he already factored in your mistakes he was well aware of all the times that we were about to trip up or go down a bunny trail or have a bump in the road. And we can take just heart in that, in, in peace in that. And knowing that like, we never had to be perfect in order to fulfill the thing that he was calling us to yeah. all the mistakes were already factored in. And Um, I just, your message, Paula is so strong. It's so needed. And it's so clear that, that this is what you're called to do that, you know, in in this season and bring this message to women, it's because it's probably the number one thing that's keeping people from fulfilling the thing that they were called to do. And what would the world be like if just 50, a hundred or 500 women Stopped being afraid of failure and actually went out and took the action step. Our world would look different. Yeah. So. Oh, Paula, thank you so much for <laughs> coming on the show for sharing your powerful message. Um, can you tell people one more time where to find you, how to connect with you?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course you can find I hope you would come and uh, listen to some episodes, listen to the podcast. You can find, it's called, But First She Failed and it's anywhere where you find podcasts, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. And then if you want to learn a little bit more about me, you can always go to paolasoras.com. It's hard to spell. So I'm gonna spell it really quick. It's P-A-O-L-A. S O A R E S dot com. And so there you can find me there.
0: Well, thank you so much. And listeners, I will put uh, her link to her website and also to our podcast down on the show notes. Um, so you can either you know, type it in what, what yeah. she just thought out for you or you can scroll down the show notes. I'll have it there as well for you. Pella, thank you. Thanks for spending time with me today. It's always fun to get to chat with you yeah. in this message. You are so filled with the Holy Spirit. I oh love Oh my it.
1: gosh, same. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been such an honor. I've loved being here. Thank you so much, Cami.
0: Hi friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. If you learned something from today's episode or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here and I pray that God will fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood and your business because you were made for this.